from the fantastic Nova Home Loan Studios, it's Cofield and Company. Carr's going to throw it on first down. Got all day. Coming deep. Got a crossing pattern. Complete at the 35-yard line, baby. Ruggs does it again. That crossing pattern as he comes from the right across. 51 yards for Mr. Ruggs. Here is Carr. Takes it back into the gun. Looks off. Fires. Intercepted. Picked off. Down the sideline. Pass was intended for Waller. And that probably turned the lights out for tonight. Burn the film. Let's get ready for the next game. You know, if you just listen carefully, there's a lot of teams in the league that feel the same way after every Sunday or Monday. We got beat by a good football team, but we got to just get back on horse and get ready for the Bears because they're coming off a big win and they need this just like we do. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go on a Tuesday. John Gruden, not in any mood. He lose. Not the most fun time. Adam Hill is here. It's Cofield, Nova Home Loans. Dustin DeHart on Fantasy Football will join us in about 40 minutes. Pretty much wall-to-wall Raiders today. Sprinkle in a little college football, some Look-ahead stuff on uh, betting. Week, uh, what, five in the NFL, week six in college football. So uh, plenty on the way. I did want to open with a couple of notes here on UNLV basketball, so let's do it. It's Trending at 3, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. So uh, we'll get to the NIL deal, or I should say deals, that are out there now for UNLV basketball. We'll uh, we'll get to the big one in the 5 o'clock hour. But uh, Rebels basketball is 38 days away, Adam Hill. I'm seeing all Mountain West Conference teams coming out. Uh, Bryce Hamilton is on the first team. Uh, San Diego State has a player on there, Matt Bradley, who UNLV faced a couple of years ago at Cal. He's going to be the newcomer of the year. The nod for the newcomer of the year. It doesn't mean he turns out to be the sure. newcomer. But these are all preseason predictions. A couple of cool things coming up for the Rebels. Uh, one, they've got that. A big tournament with Michigan in town and Arizona, Wichita State. Uh, Bryce Hamilton is part of the promotions team signed up by Roman. So I'm guessing he's going to get something for that. Uh, That is technically an NIL deal. And then more important than any of this stuff today, uh, next week, mark it down and see if you can make the time to get out there. Thursday at 6 o'clock at the Cox Pavilion, they're going to have a public practice. So Rebels have been practicing. I was at practice last week. Uh, There's another availability coming up uh, later this week but you guys the fans can actually show up and it's for a really good cause next thursday six o'clock october 14th at cox pavilion it's to uh, raise funds for running rebel legend and uh, former broadcaster robert smith who of course was uh, tragically hit with a uh, a stroke in 2019 and he's got massive medical expenses so uh, this would be a good chance uh, and this is before they retire his jersey later this year they're gonna be retiring a couple of different jerseys but robert smith his jersey will race to the Raptors, but a chance next Thursday, 6 o'clock, Cox Pavilion, chance to raise some money for Robert and also get your first look up close with this new running Rebel squad. And, you know, on, on paper and uh, in person, they're pretty impressive looking and they're hoping for a big year. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I can't wait to, to be out there. And uh, it's funny. I mean, I guess coincidental, funny. I, I don't know how to phrase it, but uh, somebody came by uh, on Sunday at the Westgate uh, when we were doing the show out there. And was like, hey, is there any public practices? I really want to go watch this team practice. I'm excited about the season. And I was oh, like, really? yeah, I think there's going to be one coming up that's going to be announced. Uh, 
So, you know, I, I think there is, you know, not, you know, I, I'm not suggesting that the entire community is like clamoring to, to, you know, see this team and to get back out there. But I know there are people that love this program and love this team and they want to see them. And this is your chance to do it. And I think it's worthwhile because there is a lot of new faces on this team. And uh, I think uh, you, you're going to want to be familiar with them. Raiders time. All right, first of all, just to, let's set the scene last night. Bizarro. I mean, how often do you see a a Monday Night Football game delayed by weather in L.A. under a roof? I uh, never. <laughs> but but that's the – I guess that's also the misnomer. And you know, I know it's funny, and I hate to, you know, get in the way of the humor and the jokes. It, it's not a, it's not a dome. All right. Not a dome stadium. I saw so many it's people saying – Yeah, I saw so many people on Twitter saying, like, Weather delay in a dome? This is new. Even John Gruden was like, I didn't know we could have a delay in a dome. Uh, Darren Waller said the same thing. Look around. It's not a dome. Uh, it's a There's a canopy roof over the building. And I you know, I, I get you could also come back and say, well, then aren't people mostly protected? Like, yeah, sure. But both ends are, in, both ends are open. Uh, over both end zones, it's open. And then all the way down both sidelines, it's, it's open at the very top of the building as well. Um, and, and it's a California uh, law, essentially, that you can't have outdoor activities uh, where there where there is lightning present. Uh, that's part of it. How now, about the images outside? <laughs> I know you were in the stadium, but man, you you know, I mean, obviously that weather happens everywhere, and it happens here and there in Southern California. You just don't get it very often. But man, there were some of the freaking shots of the lightning were insane. And I tweeted out that video of like the whole valley, you know, the whole Los Angeles Valley with you know this lightning strikes that were. Just lighting up the sky it was it was crazy, and you could see it from inside. I mean, right when the teams left the field, and we were told there was going to be a delay, uh, there was a massive bolt of lightning, like right there. I mean, it felt like it was right on the stadium. So that was interesting to kind of see from in the press box and look out uh, at the open end and see the lightning taking place. It was it was crazy, and I'll tell you this: I'm sure there was weather here last night or overnight as well. Th- that was one of the worst flights of my life this morning. It was awful as you just go up over the mountains and there's just, it, it, I assume, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not an expert on flights or weather or anything, but uh, I have to imagine it's why. Like the plane was bouncing all over the place in the air. So that was, I'm not going to say like terrifying. I've been on flights that were bad before and you just kind of understand like hey, that's just what happens, but it wasn't comfortable on, on that on that flight this morning as the, as the plane just, uh, bounced around in the sky it was uh it was it was a little vicious so yeah i think that had to do with uh, all the all the storm activity i guess we can play to the theme slow start for the raiders delay but why didn't it work the other way i don't i don't get it i know you guys all asked everyone involved after the game um i didn't really hear anything i know you know gruden we'll get to what gruden was saying about you know he was a little confused and also the uh, the layout of the locker room, we'll get, we'll get. We have a lot more on the on the slow start because guys tried to explain the slow start. I don't think anyone legitimately pointed to the delay. Um, I mean, the Raiders had every advantage. They wound up losing this game twenty eight to fourteen. They had every advantage from a crowd standpoint. I mean, that was was that about what you expected or even louder? Because on TV, I was like, I can barely hear any Charger fans, and most of the shots of the crowd looked like they were fighting to find Charger fans who were essentially enveloped in Raiders fans. What? Well, it's weird because I think expectations set the reality all the time and so much all last week we were told it was going to be all Raiders fans and it was I mean it was I would say 75 percent I think that's a fair number um but it was almost like we were conditioned to think going in there was going to not be a single Chargers fan there there was plenty 
And they, were, they were there, and they were somewhat loud, but they were obviously drowned out. And as you said, most of them were, you know, if you try to take up a shot of them, uh, like a, a photo or a video on, on the screen, there'd be Raiders fans all around them, of course. And that's outside. It was it was crazy. We did yeah. some some live hits from out in the tailgate area. I saw, I saw Cassie from the paper walking yeah. through, and it was just like a Raider home game outside. Crazy. And and by the way, like it it is it is Raiders country. Like they were in L.A. There are still more, Raiders fans. Chargers have been there. I mean, I guess if you want to go back to the beginning of time when they were there for what like a year or two, yeah. uh, they've been there for a couple of years now. Really, not even in that area in Inglewood for a season plus. Well, the Raiders were there for over a decade, and so there's generations of Raiders fans. Who have just followed the team around? Well, not to go too hardcore on it too, but I mean, think of the average age of the NFL fan of late thirties, early forties, mm-hmm. um, maybe even skewing older than that. And like, that's when the Raiders were playing in LA. Like, those yeah. are fans of the Raiders from when they does were not, there. Does not surprise me at all. Yeah, no. and I, 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 I will, and I, but I will push back on Raider. Raiders fans can really be dorks when they're like, "Oh, seven Chargers fans." They're, the Chargers sure. actually do have a fan base, and it's also, I mean, I guess. Do you pat Oakland Raiders fans on the back for staying loyal, or are they just suckers? Because suckers. well, because San Diego San Diego fans, I think, are like, yeah, we're not rooting for this team. One, we hate LA, and two, we hate the owner even more. Like, we'll actually take them back as long as the Spanos family doesn't own them. There are Charger fans. Oh yeah, and yeah. like I said, there was you know to to it's it's not. Yes, it looked like it was weird that it was a road game and Justin Herbert is covering his ear hole. No, I hear you know it's funny how, as I was watching. With the significant other, she's a Chargers fan, and she she was like, "Why does he keep covering his helmet?" And I was like, "Well, he's trying to hear the signals in in the helmet. It's so freaking loud, you know." So I was waiting for the whole game to be like, you know, with the clap, because Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers on the counter, yeah, Philip Rivers used to complain about that, and it was like, you know, in Carson and in San Diego, it's like we're at home, we're doing a silent count, like, yep, they went silent count the first couple of drives. I think they I think they changed that a little bit, but they they were silent count early on in the game for sure. Well, I'll say they adjusted well. But the Ra- let's also point out the Raiders kind of had to do a little bit of it too, yeah. um, la- not last night a little bit, but even at Allegiant they had to. Wow, um, there was the problems, yeah. Th- there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of Dolphins fans first of all last game. But well, was- you also said that didn't. I mean, do you want to blame it? Put it at the feet of the two announcers that they were they were asking yeah. the crowd to cheer when the Raiders were on offense. That's the wrong they, they, You know, because do we want to we want to call up uh, call out Shunak because hockey games are different than the NFL. They're learning. Okay. I think they're getting there. All right. And then the the lady. Well, that that just that that bothered me because it's like I I hate this narrative all the time that Las Vegans in general are just morons when it comes to sports. Like most of us didn't grow up somewhere else where we followed sports. Like we know when to cheer and when not to cheer. Now there are people out in the crowd who are just like, oh, the announcer saying to cheer, yay, who aren't paying attention. Yeah, I, I think that's so anyway, we're off, we're off path here. And the um, narrative is is that Las Vegans don't know hockey, not sports. I would also argue with that one too, though. But well, that's from a player. I've said it off. I've said it very I, often. It's Max Pacioretty that said it. Okay. Well, I would take his opinion on certain things with a grain of salt. <laughs> I would agree. Okay. We don't want to get into that, do we? But I would take his opinion on the fans okay. in Las Vegas, kind of seriously. All right. Well, good deal. Good deal. So crazy atmosphere, and then the Raiders come out and just can't get it going in the first half. And I got to tell you, uh, I thought Derek Carr had a decent game, but. He's also the one who was who was talking junk before the game last week when I saw that stuff about, you know, no disrespect. You know, these games have always been our home games. Like, Derek, man, you you better deliver. He got he got real comfortable with the 3-0 start. We'll address what Derek Carr was saying last week at the end of the week, kind of getting on 
the LA market and the Chargers fans. And then uh, if you think like I'm tiptoeing around it, Joey Bosa did not tiptoe. He came with a friggin' hammer and went after Derek Carr. Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 3. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. Waller could chip on him. Here's Carr from the gun. Got a running zone. Fires on the move. Caught by Hunter Renfro. Jackpot, baby. Finally. From the fantastic Nova Home Loan Studios, Cofield and Company is back. Brent, sound a little uh, frustrated there. Compass Media on the call. It was a rough first half for the Raiders. Finally got off the schneid, competed a bit in the second half, and they made some mistakes in the second half. So they lose their first game of the season, 28-14. Chargers win it. Not a game I expected the Raiders to win. I told you yesterday I had the Chargers minus three, and when I made my picks when the schedule first came out, that 10-7 and seven Raiders mark, I did have them losing at the Chargers. So nothing to be embarrassed about. The Chargers are a good team and maybe a little better than some people expected. But, you know, one of the storylines that comes out of the game, and it developed last week, late last week, Derek Carr was talking some junk about L.A. and about, you know, them having a home field advantage. When you heard that, where you're like, eh, you know, and he was like, it's fact. Okay, but I don't know that you need to say it. I... Now, that said, I don't really believe that pro athletes need bulletin board material, but I, it seemed to fire up Joey Bosa, did it not, Adam? Because I saw you tweet something out, and you were like, yowza! Uh, well, his comments after the game, for sure. Um, but I think, in general, I don't have a huge problem with Derek Carr saying it, because the counter isn't that you lose the game. The counter is that the Chargers fans sell out the stadium, and it's not a home game anymore for you. Like, if, if that had happened... That I think you can come back at car and be like, dude, you you did this. You made the Chargers fans not sell their tickets and made the Raiders fans not be able to get in the building. You made it so it's not a home field advantage. Like, did, did it have, you know, impact in the locker room? Sure. But as you said, like, we never know what bulletin board material does or doesn't do. And if a team comes out and it's flat, then you're like, well, I guess that didn't work. And if it, if it, if they look good, they're like, oh, that worked. It's just, that's a results-based um you know, analysis of what happened. So uh, I don't know that it necessarily had any impact, but I do know for whatever reason, whether it's that's the rivalry and anything else, the Chargers were extra fired up. And I don't know. So to, to just go back to Carr saying what he said, and maybe it fired them up, the Chargers do have to play the Raiders again. Like This happens in January. They oh, play yeah. again. Oh, yeah. So why are you saying what he said? Uh, have you ever talked to Joey Bills or you ever seen him speak? No, but I, I mean, I, he ain't exactly, I, no, I've seen him he, speak. He ain't exactly poet laureate. But he's 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 an idiot. He I, I don't want to be mean, but he is definitely like, you know, Joe, go get the ball. <clears throat> and if that gets him fired up and then, you know, I don't know what the snap count was on both sides, you know, both sides of the line. But if half of the time or whatever, a good amount of the time is against Al Leatherwood. My God, rookie, good luck. Because Mongo's coming, right? Right? Or I mean, ogre? I, I don't know. You pick, pick wherever you want. Yeah, it's it's not Alex Harris, whoever played ogre. It's it's not that Carr's comments necessarily did anything. It's that they can't block. Like that was what impacted the game, and that's what impacted things a lot more than anything else. But okay, well, tell people what Bosa said though, because this is a real shot, and I I think it's interesting. I would love to see the RJ do a story on this. Is this the rep that Derek Carr has around the league? 
that he's afraid to get hit. Well, it's a rep for the Chargers. Uh, Joey Bosa said, we knew once we hit him a few times, he really gets shook. You saw on Christian Covington's sack, he was pretty much curling into a ball before we even got back there. Great dude, great player, but having a great year. But we know once you get pressure on him, he kind of shuts it down, and he's not as effective with the crowded pocket. I wish he would be more clear. I, Why beat around the bush, Joey? I mean, uh, we just called him a dummy, but that was pretty straightforward. I mean, I can't believe he strung that many words together. I, you know, I thought it was funny, too. Uh, there were some Raider fans who were like, uh, you know, watch out next game. For what? You know, high low him? Well, you might. I mean, maybe they'll. I mean, I guess you could take a shot at them. Maybe they'll sign a tackle. <laughs> They're having some troubles. <laughs> yes, but what? And and here's the thing about about that, which, you know, the the fact that they had a bad offensive line and they were overcoming it doesn't mean you're going to do it all year. Right. And the other one is in. You know, I I don't. I probably talked about this. You know, 18 times last week, and I was getting some grief. Because every single day at press conferences last week, I asked about the slow starts. And why? Because that was what my story was on going into the game. Like, you can't keep having slow starts and overcoming them. It doesn't work that way. And so I did ask, and people were like, the 3-0, nitpicking. Like, okay, at some point it's going to catch up to you. And it did. And you can't – You at some point having a bad offensive line is going to backfire. At some point – not ever scoring on your opening drive. That's 10 straight games without scoring on your opening drive. It's going to backfire. And we saw it. I mean, you, the Chargers score. Raiders don't score on their opening drive. And the Chargers have the ball back. And now it's, it's 14 nothing. Now it's 21 nothing. So now that slow start has put you in a spot where it's going to be impossible to rally. And the Raiders tried. They didn't give up. They fought and scraped and clawed. But they, they couldn't make it back because they dug themselves too much of a hole. So, you know, these things that are pointed out about teams, even though they're having success... It's not just to be obnoxious. It's not just to be contrarian. Like Those things are going to catch up with you, and they caught up with them yesterday. Uh, here's John Gruden last night talking about the slow starts and, again, sounding kind of exasperated. There's, there's some good things we'll take out of this game. There's some things we got to learn. we got to straighten out our – we got to straighten out the openers. we got to straighten out the first quarter, and um, that we will start working on as soon as I get out of here. Okay. I don't blame him. That was frustrating. Uh, here's Derek Carr. This is actually two cuts combined where Derek Carr is addressing slow start. So he's got some feelings about it, but he may not be comfortable telling you, Adam Hill. Uh, but playing with fire and all that, like I'm not even – not in a bad way. Like I can't help you write that in my head because it's it's just different every game. You know what I mean? But we haven't started out fast in every game, so it ha- it's something we definitely need to look at. <laughs> yeah, there's some things that just respectfully, privately I'll share, you know. Um, but, yeah, absolutely, there is. You know, and I'll do that. Privately, it's nothing I need to do at a microphone. What do you think he's going to share? What do you think it is? Uh, and, he, and he's right. He doesn't. I, I mean, first strategic standpoint, I wouldn't share with the media. Sure. On that one. Well, I, I, I think it's it's not strategic to me. I, I think I think he's not going to throw his guys under the bus. I mean, he does subtly, but he won't do it just directly. So you're saying he would like to freaking tear into the offensive line? So you would like to say, like, can somebody block someone? Yeah. Can somebody block someone? Is that possible? Can that happen? And and I think he probably wants to say, you know, I had one of my best friends, you know, right in front of me as a center, and now we've got the worst center in the league based on you know, pro football focus. And, you know, it's not my opinion. 
Um, you got rid of the highest paid tackle. Not, not that he was there. Not that he was. He's still not there. That, and he's not there for the he's Patriots. Not for the Patriots. But you got rid of the highest paid tackle in the league and replaced him with a rookie. I think it's the it's the it's the center guard combo, and then the fact that the guy was going to fill in. You get bad luck. He goes down with an ACL. Then Illuminor last night has to leave the game for a little bit. I mean, it's getting ridiculous between, you know, trying to replace guys who are really good and then having to go two and three deep. It's nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. So, But but I think he's not going to go up and say that. There's nothing to gain from that. Just like no, no. Joey Bosa, there is something. I guess there's nothing to gain from, from him either, except that I love it. I mean, I love the, the trash talk and the rivalry. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing to gain from going up there and saying, like, we – what if, if the question is asked to Derek Carr, what do you have to do – to start the games better. And his response is, I don't know. Leatherwood needs to block somebody. Like, what does he gain from that? So, so yeah, I'm, I, I think it's fine to say, you know, I'm going to share those things publicly. Um, or I'm not going to share those things publicly. I'll share them privately. Uh, but I, I think that's probably a lot of what it is. Chargers were kind of arrogant on social media. <laughs> Ari, just, Ari pointed out with the go ahead. Just one, baby. Yeah. Final score. Instead of just win, baby, just one, baby. Not bad. Uh, did you? I don't know how much of the ESPN or ABC, whatever it's on, uh, broadcast you got to watch. Probably not much of it, but I'm sure you got the feedback. What was going on with their weird cartoons all night? That's every week. It's I the have best never, part of Monday Night Football. I have never seen that before. I guess I don't pay attention. I'm usually out and about, and I don't really pay attention during the commercials. There, I didn't realize they were doing that. Remember Tomo News, like the oh, Asian the, news yeah. videos? That's that's what they look like. And then they were like shoehorning them in, like they're they're having like mini Chucky dance with John Gruden as they're down fourteen nothing. Uh, no, it, it was after they scored a touchdown. Oh, finally they scored a touchdown. And they said, I, 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 you know what? I do remember that. Cause then they were joking like, Oh yeah, we got a chance to use it or something like that. And you're saying, yeah, you're saying like, you know, how much did I watch? None, but I, I can't believe you're just discovering this. I go back and no watch idea. those. Cause I don't see them necessarily in the broadcast. I go back and watch those every week. Like they're all over social media. And so I know the thing you're referring to yeah. happened after they scored the first touchdown and they said, live, look at the Raiders sideline. Finally, uh, Chucky's dancing. Uh, so yeah, those things are unbelievable. That one, that one creeped me out. That was scary. That Chucky with the dance and Gruden, it kind of as the, <laughs> like the, the, the puppet master kind of guy like next to him. It was, that was weird. Uh, coming up more on the offensive line because it does have to get better. They got a, they got a slate coming up where in my mind, they have to win these games because then it gets tougher on the back end. They've got three games in a row here. They can win. I expect them to win two of three, but we got to talk about the offensive line issues. And I know Gruden today talked about Alex Leatherwood, so we'll have that coming back. And also, hey, slow start. They get back in the game. And then there were some weird plays down the stretch, especially with some play calling. And again, one of those monster field goals was attempted and missed. Cofield got his mortgage tuned up. You should too. Call 877-700-NOVA now to lower your interest rate and lower your payments. Well, you know, we're going to have to play better in all areas, not just defense. It would help with Mullen and, and Arnett. Some of our guys were back there, I think, helping us, but I'm not going to make any excuses. They went for it in some critical fourth downs. I give them credit. Backed up in their own territory in a tight football game. They converted some critical plays on fourth down twice. They went all out tonight to make plays, and they did. Cofield and Company is on the road at the Nova Home Loan Studio. So the Raiders lose 28-14, first loss of the season. You know, good start to the season. A little ahead of where I thought they'd be. I thought they had a chance of coming out of the gates at 3-1, and one, but they lose against the Chargers. Chargers are a good team, and as Adam pointed out before the season, they may have one of the better defenses in terms of personnel in the entire league. I thought that was real interesting from John Gruden. That was yesterday. We're going to 
hit what Gruden was saying today about the woes on the offensive line, but um, I hope he liked what he saw. He didn't enjoy having it done against him, yeah. but I hope he liked what he saw with Brandon Staley because I started on this last week with what Staley did against the Chiefs, right? Real aggressive, went for a fourth and nine at one point, and, you know, the thought in Kansas City was, well, that's because it's the Chiefs' defense. That's because, you know, the fear of Patrick Mahomes. Maybe not. They also tried to freaking fake punt uh, and almost got it, if not for the, you know, heroics, heroism, a little strong, uh, of one Hunter Renfro. That dude's aggressive, man. They believe in their offense. And one of the things that we talked about, at least I did, a lot last year is the – I believe the 49 to 60 yard field goals, unless it's like absolute desperation, those need to be th- become things of the past. And you got to start thinking about it on third down. Yeah. That you're going to go for it on fourth. Both plays have to rep that you're going for it. And uh, so I like that Gruden's like, oh, they, they, they were real aggressive. Yeah. That's the way it's going to be in this division. That's the way a lot of the young guys. And then, you know, some of the, uh, I, I was going to call Vrabel old. He's not old, but Harbaugh's aggressive. And oh, Har- yeah. Harbaugh's not, you know, the John, you know, not Jim's not a coach in the NFL, but he's not a spring chicken. I feel like you're going to hate this from me. You didn't like his fourth down calls? No, 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 no. I love them. Yeah. I don't think you should get credit for them. I, but you were going to do this last week. It's so, it's such nonsense. They're doing what's right, right. but not everyone does it. So they do deserve credit. But, then, but I think you're, you're, we're carrying on this like, wow, that's great. Good job for him. But, but everyone no, doesn't it do it. So you're right. You're right. What Harbaugh did. When it was this whole thing, like, hey, Lamar, you want to go for it? And they go for it and they get it. He still deserves credit because he went for it. And you're right. Everyone should know by the percentages. And yet you still have guys, you know, David Shaw in uh, at Stanford, freaking Joe Judge, you know, anti-analytics guys. Okay, keep doing it. Because the Brandon Staley's of the league and Vrabel's and Harbaugh's are going to make you look silly yeah. when you're settling for. And I'm telling you, it's a mindset to settle for the field goal that comes two or three plays before the field goal. It should, we should be saying, like, that guy punted on fourth and two. He's crazy. Okay. That's insane. Well, uh, what I, with, so what I'm saying is kick, trying to kick 52-yarders, just like, I mean, yeah. what? come on. Do we have to go back and rehash what everyone has already with Belichick on Sunday night? He, yeah. Belichick doesn't do that. No. And I know you got a rookie quarterback, but, bro, it's 56 yards. Your kicker's plant foot or plant leg <laughs> is damaged. You're in the rain. Stop. <laughs> Belichick's, Belichick's radio interview, I don't know if you heard it, was so – He's like, good, good kicker. I almost made it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. But no, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, they, they, these guys, it's a new era. It's understanding math. Like, that's all it is. You're understand. Oh, I have a better chance of winning if I go for it. I'm going to go for it. That's a, that's a simple understanding also, of math. I also think with the Raiders, um, short yardage plays. And, and, and uh, you know what? I was really surprised. Jacobs looked good last night at times, and he doesn't have a great line in front of him. I, he had a lot more pop than I thought he would have. But you see the way the Chargers operate. You have a good quarterback. You trust your receivers. You got, a, you know, in their case, you got a good quarterback in Derek Carr. You got a freaking unstoppable guy in Darren Waller. When it's fourth and two and three or third and two and three, come on. How do they stop him? No, it, you, you, come on. Use your strengths. I, I, I agree with you. And, and I guess what – if what Gruden wants to say, and hey, listen, if this is what it is, that's fine. If Gruden wants to say, you want me to go for it on fourth and two? My guys can't block anyone. Why would I go for it? I need to punt it. I'm going to give it to my defense who's better. I guess that's a counter on some 
weird but he, but, plane. But he also he couldn't be thinking, hey, if we miss the field goal, I'll be fine giving it to him at their own 42. Because that didn't work out. No. No. They got they got downhill and they never stopped getting downhill. Yeah, it's 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 really it's really weird. And I I heard a a, a really good conversation about the the thought process of coaches and we are going to start getting to a point. The really dumb comments you hear from coaches all the time of, yeah, you know, you don't understand as a coach, you got to go with your gut. Well, your gut tells you that because that's what coaches have been doing for 50 years and 60 years, and it's dumb. Your gut is dumb. But we are going to get to a point where with coaches that are coming up, their gut is telling them to go for it because that's what's supposed to happen. Like, I don't know when it, when this trend change is going to make, is going to come, but that's, that is going to start to happen where your gut tells you to do the right thing, which is go for it in a lot of those situations. It's just – it's baffling. And it's – coaches are one thing. Coaches have a job on the line. They have to answer for their decisions. Mm-hmm. Freaking announcers, man. Yep. How are you this dumb? You hear it all the time. Oh, you got a punt here. Why? Who said? And, and you know, I'll give credit to – we have John Murray on, on, on Sundays. Um, and one of the things he says all the time, first of all, he, you know, he just, he thinks you should never kick, Like there are kickers on the roster. That's kind of where I am too. But he, he, the most simplistic way to put this, which is what he says, what does the other team want you to do? The other team wants you to either try to kick a long field goal or punt. So why are you doing what they want you to do? Like, let that resonate with you. The other team wants you to punt to them. Why are you doing what they want you to do? And the touche right now is, hey, going forward on fourth down or, you know, getting ready for that fourth down scenario by being aggressive, even on third and short. Can my line get it done? Here's Gruden today talking about Alex Leatherwood, who is having some trouble. Let's fire Alex Leatherwood, who's having some trouble right now. Well, look, he's he's a work in progress. He's uh... He's competing. Uh, he does have uh, some things to clean up, as we all do. But uh, he's mentally tough. He's athletic. Um, I think he'll continue to get better and better the more he plays. But there's going to be some growing pains. But uh, he's athletic. You know, he's long-armed. He's got some strength. Um, we just got to have more consistency from everybody, me included. All right, have that have that ready to play again real quick, only for the first five seconds. Um, I just want to go inside because, you know, being in that room today with him, he gets the question. The question was phrased, hey, a lot of people criticize Alex Leatherwood, but he's really been showing some improvements. Oh, really? Let's be fair. And even Gruden was like, to be fair, it's the team reporter. Uh, okay. But as I'm going to have Ari play this again. Listen to the first five seconds. Gruden is basically looking at him like, Improvements, like so. It, so oh, keep wow. in mind that's the question. Uh-huh. He's really been showing some improvements, and listen to Gruden's mind thinking, "How am I going to answer this?" Well, look, he's he's a work in progress. He's uh, <laughs> okay, it's good. He didn't jump on board. Well, look, <laughs> I don't know. To, I don't know how to answer your question. He's a work in progress, and then he got there. He, you know, he started to to fill it in. But th- there's clearly frustration with Alex Leatherwood right now. Now he's a rookie. Sometimes there's growing pains, but they also had to play last night against a guy that was picked just a couple of spots in front of him who's been awesome, who to me is the rookie of the year right now in Rashawn Slater. 
Like, that's got to be tough coming off that game watching him. I will, you know, I got to say at press conferences, John Gruden is nearly 60 years old. He's been doing this a long time. You don't need to save him. <laughs> you don't. It's true. You don't. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm working, you know, with Learfield and UNLV. And after that game on Saturday night, uh, there was a small group of us asking questions. And I'm like, I have to ask about Julio Garcia. Their 24-year-old left guard who, you know, lost it and got tossed from the game. And then their pass protection fell apart down the stretch. And I was like, I'm asking it. Yeah. You know, Marcus Arroyo is an adult. He can answer it. He did. Yeah. And then John Gruden's an adult. He, he doesn't have to. You don't have to give him material so that he can protect Alex Leatherwood. We can all see what's happening. I'm not trying to be jerks about it, but he's struggling. Yeah. There's no question. But, but and there, there is, and you have to, you also have to understand, like, there are additional things on the line here like this is again some of their some of the players that they've picked that have been quote-unquote reaches and i know that's a t silly term because nobody knows where guys are going to go whatever but the guys that have been kind of characterized as reaches they have a vested interest in defending those guys they, they do. do and even in that and so even today he was like i right now i can't <laughs> right. i have to be honest with you <laughs> right. uh let's hear gruden just what he's trying to kind of scramble together here in terms of getting the offensive line to play better and better. We're considering all options, but we like we like our linemen. We really do. You know, we did have, uh, you know, we, we did have some pretty good outings. You know, we're not going to hit the panic button. We got to keep coaching. We got to keep developing these guys. And, um, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, the medicine is, is, is what we all need. You know, we all need the taste of that that medicine, even though we don't like the taste. You know, you got to. You got to get back to work. You got to get back on the horse. You know, that horse will throw you off once in a while. And if you know anything about Bosa and some of these guys uh, in this league, they're pretty good at throwing you off your horse. So you got to be mentally tough and keep fighting. I like that a lot. We'll build on that. But the Bosa is throwing you off your horse. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. With the exception that he didn't finish drives on Sunday, he was picking them apart. And they got a break when Garoppolo left at halftime and Trey Lance came in. And that is a project, gentlemen. If you haven't seen him play, he has a lot of work to do. It's time to trust us. Presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call him today at 577-2600. So that was a dude, Chuck Powell, who covers the Seattle scene for KJR in Seattle. And uh, I just happened to see a story Ari sent over about Jimmy G likely to start for the Niners on Sunday. And Ari said, I'm not sure if that's the right move. Uh, Chuck yesterday basically said Trey Lance ain't good right now. So where are you, Adam? I mean, Garoppolo hasn't been, hasn't been good either. I think that's the issue. If Garoppolo has been playing really well mm -hmm. and you're like, well, Trey Lance isn't quite ready, which I don't think Trey Lance is quite ready. I don't think he's either, but I think you're delaying the inevitable. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, in that, I hate to say it, but Niners need to get to Trey Lance ASAP and mm -hmm. take their lumps ASAP so they can start moving forward. Because with Jimmy G, I don't, I don't know that you know as you call it, their football porn running game is good enough to carry him. And Trey Lance will absolutely open up the running game. And and yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be inconsistent. He's gonna miss some throws. So has Garoppolo. But he does add a different dimension to the offense. I think he makes them more dynamic. I, I think you you have to make that switch. But, I, I mean, I get it. Like, you watch Lance, you're like, eh, not quite there. But Garoppolo, probably never going to be there. Yeah. And it, aren't they at a bye next week, too? Wouldn't it make sense to sit him, you know? You would think so. You know, 
don't I mean, know. it's it's a tough situation. I mean, it's it's the same situation the Bears are facing, and the Bears are obviously coming into Allegiant this week. Um, you know, coming out and Dalton's mm-hmm. number one. Well, why why do you think he's not? There? It's just his throws aren't there. Just, yeah, just, yeah, there's a lot. And and <clears throat> look look at how bad the ones that are playing. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. horrific for three weeks. Yeah. Made some nice plays. This Zach Wilson. Almost put him in a position. Yeah. Zach Wilson, horrific for three weeks. Yeah. Made some nice throws this week. Put him in a position to win. Fields looked a little like, better than the week before. Right? Right? It's a process. Yeah. And yeah. like at some point, you're going to have to go through the process. Do it now. Get it over with. And I mean, he didn't. I mean, fantasy wise, he didn't look too bad for two quarters of play. Yeah. Right? Unless, <laughs> unless there is a like, if you if you believe Jimmy Garoppolo right now will take you to the playoffs and Justin right. Fields won't. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Sure, play Garoppolo and try to get to the playoffs. Like that's cool. But if if you he's not going to, which it doesn't look like he is right now, he's not playing at that level. Then yeah, go through yeah, your. I mean, how big of a downgrade him. is it? Not much, in yeah. my opinion. All right, our fantasy league that we're in, our late night happy hour league. Oh, Adams three and five. <laughs> Dustin six and two. I'm four and yeah. four. Now it sounds like a lot of games, right? We're, we players. play two games a week, which I actually yeah. love. How does it? How, oh, sorry. But how's that work in the playoffs? Is it just uh, normal playoffs? I think we go to one game. I think we go yeah, to one game gotcha. in that situation. But okay. regular season, it's all two games. Right, right. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. Your team's so good. I thought you, I thought you, 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 thought you did uh, <laughs> crappy know. at the end. Well, we had two guys in the draft have a bunch of auto draft picks. You and uh, oh, I, 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 I won't name the I other had, guy. It's a former Major League Baseball player, yeah. and he's kicking ass. I had you guys one, are both six and two. I, I had one auto draft pick, oh. and then I, I did the rest in bed. So, uh, yeah, but I uh, screwed up a little bit uh, with uh, – uh, most or I didn't really need to bid on him, and I accidentally got him, and that kind of screwed me. Well, I got that too. I got him in a league yeah. too, and then you know you, you can't. I mean, he is off injured, but you couldn't predict he was going to go out week one. But Saquon Barkley, he, uh, you know, look, I didn't think he was going to do much the first two weeks, and he looks like he's he back. back. Yeah, he really yeah, does. Twenty-six and a half points. Yeah. You know what? You, again, another young quarterback. Last year, you yeah. freaking nailed it with Herbert. Yeah. You, whatever you want to say about Jalen Hurts, and Adam pointed this out last week. Yeah. And even when it's not that good. You know, in real football, he's he piles up fantasy points. Yeah, he does. So you may have gotten like probably the most valuable quarterback in terms of draft slot. Yeah. And hurts. And uh, you lost. You did lose one game this week. Uh, Zeke is now back in back to back weeks. So. Yeah. Actually, Curtis Terry, our buddy from uh, UNLV basketball, beat you. So. Can't win them all. No. Or in Adams' case, you can't win very many. What's going on with your team? Do you I, know who's on this team? I don't even know. Who's on this team. <laughs> uh, well, we'll let you know. You know, I have. It doesn't I have, look very good. I have the. Yeah, you know, actually, actually, Adam's team is good. Yeah. I think he's running a bad luck. It's what you know. This happens a lot in fantasy football, where it's just bad matchups. Now your team is. He's got two great receivers for yeah. sure. Yeah, you've got DJ Moore and Devontae Adams. You got Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, on your bench this week, you have mm-hmm. Rugs, who was okay. You have Juju Smith-Schuster. You have Waddle. So I mean, you still have a lot of upside in your team. Sure, um, but it, like you said, it's. Fantasy football is all you can do is is put like the best opportunity out on the field. Like you don't know what's gonna happen. I was just telling the story earlier. I'm sure Dustin, you'll you'll enjoy this. We have another league that we're in. Um, <laughs> you where and Steve, me and Steve yeah. are both in it. Uh, I had a ridiculous win this week. Incredible. It's 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 a lot. Of, there's a lot of points in this league. You get a point per yard, basically. Oh, so like okay. final scores are like in the 700s, 800s, whatever. Wow. Um, I won a matchup. I, I believe off the top of my head it was six fifteen, six fourteen that I won. Yeah. I was leading six fifteen, six fourteen going into Monday Night Football. He had Peyton Barber. <laughs> Peyton Barber gets hurt on the opening right. kickoff yeah. that the Raiders returned. Yeah. He was out most of the game. They finally put him in in the fourth quarter. Gave him a carry. 
looked awful, didn't look healthy, and then they took him out. One carry, zero yards, no points. I hold on to that one-point lead. But not only that, I got I think I got four points on the last play of the game in the Ravens game when a lot of people under, have, have heard about this and they understand what happened. The Ravens got the ball with 11 seconds left after getting an interception in the end zone. Right, and then they ran. Lamar Jackson <laughs> ran instead of uh, taking a knee because right. the Ravens had a long streak of 100-yard games and on the ground. that's why you won? They needed to get yard. over 100. Gotcha. I have Lamar Jackson. <laughs> that carry took me uh, that's great. to the, a couple extra points. I win by one point. Like That's what we're talking about. Fantasy football, there is a skill to it. Well, real quick, John, who works with me, you guys know, it was like three years ago. He was up three points going into the Monday Night Football game, and he had a quarterback. Can't remember who it was. I think the guy threw two two interceptions and then they benched him and he got minus four points and lost the game. So he was li- literally winning and got yeah. negative four points yeah. and lost by a point. So that was Actually, I thought about it last night. Ever. I thought about it last night with Peyton yeah. Barber. I saw him go out early. I'm like, I hope he didn't lose any points somehow because I had him in two leagues where I, I won one game by half a point. So yeah. I was like, yeah, hopefully he didn't lose me anything. So now we got we got a running back shortage around the league, and Crazy. now picking guys up, it's just it's a crapshoot. You're basically yeah. picking up backups unless you're at the top of the waiver wire. So David Montgomery goes down for at least a month. Now what for the Bears? Williams. Do they, do they have a lead guy, or are they going to split carries? Isn't he hurt too, or is he going to be okay? He's questionable yeah. going into this week. And yeah. who's the rookie that's uh, his backup, I guess? I mean, it's a it's a mess yeah. of a situation for them. Um, they're hoping. I mean, they're hoping to get guys back. They've injured guys too, so they're hoping to get guys back at some point. Um, it's a mess of a situation, but it's also like people oftentimes completely overreact in those situations. Like, I got to get this guy. I gotta, right. Slow down. Like, you don't know exactly who it's going to be. Don't. You know, I I know uh, we talked about some leagues we're in. You know, people spent like with 90, fab budget. Yeah, yeah people spent right. like ninety percent of their fab budget on, on like Elijah, Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Like, settle down. First of all, <laughs> when has the when have the 49ers ever had like a defined right. number one back that's going to get the ball every time? Like it just doesn't happen. Now, I actually, as I said, I think Jeff Wilson is going to be the guy now, when he comes back. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, like, be, well, Trey Sermon's playing well, right? And you mm. still got Elijah Mitchell. I mean, he's played okay, right? Yeah. And then. I mean, like, why? Why does Jeff Wilson all of a sudden? They just, love him. I, I was actually going to ask you, is that he, why? He's the best pure running yeah. back okay. uh, of the group, and and that's what they did last year when he was healthy. Um, he took over and was the guy. Right. Um, so you know, we'll we'll see. And I I think there's some things they don't listen. Trey Sermon was a healthy scratch week one. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a reason. Right. Um, he's fine. Yeah. And same with but, well, as you always point out, with rookie running backs, there's a gigantic element that keeps them in the game. If they can't block, yeah, then they ain't yeah. playing. Yeah. Right. So I'm guessing that I'm guessing that's part of what's going on with Ramondre Stevenson. Yep. Right. I would think with so. the Patriots. And and you know, look at you know, Peyton Barber has been ridiculously good in blitz pickup, like yeah. insanely good. Hmm. And so when you know he was hurt yesterday, that's why. He, for those that are like, oh, he only got one carry, he got hurt on the first on the opening kickoff. Um, the the fact that he did that, if when I, I specifically asked John Gruden last week, Josh Jacobs is back. Peyton Barber still has a role, and he said, Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely that's he does. Right. And right. that's because yeah. he has been so good in that area. Yeah, sure he ran the ball okay. But there's so much more to playing running back than just running the ball. It's probably a long shot that anyone had Teddy Bridgewater as a starter, you know, in a twelve team league, fourteen team, uh, maybe. Two quarterback uh, league, maybe. Two quarterback league. So some guys to pick up Trey Lance, Danny Dimes, Zach Wilson, Taylor Heineke, Matt Ryan, Drew Locke. 
Well, Danny Dimes shouldn't be available. I don't think. I was going to say that about Heineke. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, what's what happens when uh, Fitzpatrick comes back? Does I mean that's a I mean does he even get the job back? Dep- it depends. Maybe, but it'll yeah. be on a short leash. Like yeah. if he's you know yeah. if he's freaking bad Fitzy, then he's going to be pulled. Yeah, and I don't think Trey Lance should be on the waiver wire. I mean, you got to pick him up. You know, I mean, at some point he's going to be starting for the 49ers, and dude's got talent. I'm getting close to abandoning my backup quarterback in every league of Deshaun Watson. I'm yeah. still hopeful. <laughs> you still get, you still hopeful, up, didn't you? Yeah, I picked him up because yeah. there were rumors out there. Yeah. Oh, it was Chris Sims who, who spread the rumors, so I have yeah. no idea if it's true or not. Um, but yeah, that the, the Eagles were ready to trade for him, but it doesn't mean he's going right. to play anytime soon. They can trade for him, and right. then the NFL will have to be exactly. forced into making some determination. I still think it's the Dolphins because oh, for a couple reasons. Um, one, it sounds like Stephen Ross has finally said, "All right." Do it. Go ahead. Hmm. And if that's true, like once the ownership's on board, you're in. And so I, I, I think there, you know, probably some discussion about what exactly the deal would be if it was, if they said Tua, Waddle, and three first, would you do it? I probably wouldn't. But two first and those two guys. You think he's yeah. that high still? How the often is just unreasonable? Right. Yeah, and how how often do top three yeah. quarterbacks in the league come around? <laughs> Yeah, not that often they're available. Right. And, you know, you will – how much will people give up for the number one pick overall? Yeah. And there's no sure thing that they're going to be good. We know Deshaun Watson is a top three quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. So, I, I, it's very, very rare to have a, a chance to get that guy. So, what's cooking on the uh, tune-up front? Well, rates are inching up, like I said. I mean, I'm curious to see what the uh, property values come in at this week. So, I'll let you guys know next week when I see you. Uh, you know, the market's cooling off quite a bit. It's not as, you know, that people bidding 30 or 40 grand over and appraisal contingency. Supply back up a little bit? It's, yeah, and then it came down. And it's just kind of leveling out. So, you know, rates are a big factor in all this. So, yeah, I'm curious to see where we shape up at the end of the year. But the market's cooled off a little bit, so it's easier to get an offer accepted. Rates are still extremely low. You know, do another cash out refinance for somebody today. They're saving them about $800 a month. So, get this call, guys. Yeah. 800 yeah, it's basically paying off sixty grand in credit card debts with like six hundred dollar payments. Got rid of my, I mean, it's kind wow. of one of one of those. You know, they don't happen a lot, but when they do, it's like right. Yeah, it's it's life changing for some people. That's awesome. You know, that's so, savings. Yeah. You could buy a second house. <laughs> you you <laughs> certainly could, or or you could put it in the bank. Yeah, and I would pay buy, off the rest yeah, of your get, debt. Yeah, get more there's literally there's that would help. Yeah, there's literally people every two years. It's like. Okay, it's time to pay off my credit card debts again. Right? You know, you get, like do it once, get rid of the credit cards, and get back get back to financial freedom. So. Five seven seven twenty six hundred is the number. That's Dustin DeHart. Dustin, we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Trust us is presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call today at five seven seven two six zero zero to learn how to purchase a home with twenty thousand dollars in down payment assistance. Dial up Dustin now. Five seven seven twenty six hundred.